This is a Federal News Network podcast. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy has ordered the firing or suspension of 14 commanders and other leaders at Fort Hood, Texas, including two general officers. The actions come after a four-month review by an independent committee. That panel found, quote, a pervasive lack of confidence in the command climate at Fort Hood and a high risk of harm to female soldiers. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. After reviewing thousands of documents, interviewing hundreds of Fort Hood soldiers, and surveying thousands more, the review committee concluded the installation's command team had created a permissive environment for sexual assault, sexual harassment, and other misconduct. And the team found the problems extended far lower than the senior leadership team. It found a widespread sense among soldiers that unit-level enlisted leaders couldn't be counted on to intervene in sexual assault and that those who report it would face retaliation. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy. I am gravely disappointed that leaders failed to effectively create a climate that treated all soldiers with dignity and respect, and that failed to reinforce everyone's obligation to prevent and properly respond to allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault. Because of this, to restore trust and confidence and accountability, I directed the relief and or suspension of commanders and other leaders from the Corps to the squad level. The highest ranking officer to be removed from his position was Major General Scott Efland, the Deputy Commanding General of the Army's Third Corps. The Army also suspended Major General Jeffrey Broadwater, the commander of the 1st Cavalry Division, while the service conducts a new investigation into the command climate of that division. And the Army has opened a separate investigation into the 6th Military Police Group, which provides law enforcement services at Fort Hood. The review committee found that not only is the climate at Fort Hood tolerant of sexual assault and harassment, crime in general is a problem. The team found that outside the gates in the city of Killeen, there's nothing particularly remarkable about crime statistics. But inside the fence line, there are relatively high rates of violent crime, and there's a higher rate of positive drug tests at Fort Hood than anywhere else in the Army. Chris Swecker, the head of the review team and a former FBI assistant director, says that's because Fort Hood took a fully reactive attitude toward crime. We found areas of crime on the installation that if you compare them to, to civilian crime rates, might be low. But this is a military installation. It's a gated community. There are a lot of tools that you can use to suppress crime. What we found was that there was no proactive efforts to suppress crime, to address the drug issues, to address violent crimes. Suicides were extremely high. And what we found was that because CID was so inexperienced and so taxed for resources, they really didn't dive deep on suicides to find out why. There aren't an, an anomalous number of death cases at Fort Hood in terms of homicides, but the homicides that, that did occur got intense media attention, and we looked very hard at those homicides. And again, what we found was in the death cases, CID just needed more experience and more continuity inside their detachment there, and, and, and it may be a, a systemic across CID that there just isn't enough longevity at the post on the part of the investigators. So we made some recommendations regarding making sure there are experienced agents there, maybe going to more civilian investigators, and it's something we ask them to look at. The review also found the sexual harassment and assault response program was badly under-resourced and that there's a widespread lack of confidence in the Army's protocols for dealing with sexual assault cases at Fort Hood. During interviews with soldiers, the team discovered 34 credible instances of sexual assault and 63 cases of sexual harassment that had never been reported. Carrie Ricci, a member of the review team who once served at Fort Hood as a JAG officer, says too many women simply don't think the reports will be believed. Um, it was two things. It was uh, cases where 
there was either no resolution or an unsatisfactory resolution. And once it happens with one soldier, every soldier in the unit learns of what's happening. And for the other women in that unit, it became a sense that they didn't believe us, even if they served as a witness. And then other women would say, because of what happened to this soldier, I wouldn't feel comfortable coming forward. There is that reluctance to report, because who is going to believe us, especially for a junior enlisted woman, and especially one who maybe isn't their star soldier at the moment. There's that reluctance and that feeling that we won't be believed. It was a little bit cathartic for many of them because someone was listening and they felt that they were being heard. So it was important to me to say, we heard you and we believe you. The committee made 70 recommendations specific to Fort Hood. McCarthy says he's agreed to implement all of them. As a follow-on to the panel's work, the Army is also appointing a people-first task force to determine how systemic the problems are across the broader Army. McCarthy launched the independent review after the well-publicized death of specialist Vanessa Guillen, who was murdered at Fort Hood and remained missing for two months afterward. The committee also made numerous recommendations on how the Army should react when a soldier doesn't report for duty other than simply declaring them absent without leave. Again, Chris Swecker. From what we saw, and, and actually the Guillen case as a case study is an example of it, the accountability for soldiers at the first muster had slipped, particularly during covid Part of that is a function of the NCOs not necessarily knowing enough about their charges, their soldiers under their supervision, to know what was normal and what was not in terms of, of not reporting. The second part of it was with all the regulations and all the protocols in the Army and all the procedures, there was none for a failure to report. There are rules and procedures around AWOL and when to carry that as a status, as a personnel status. There were rules and procedures around when to carry someone as, as a deserter, when to put, enter their names into the National Crime Information Center, NCIC, be on the lookout, and that sort of thing. But there, at the front, first-line level, each NCO had to rely on their own devices and their own judgment and their own experience as to whether that failure to report was under suspicious circumstances or circumstances where the, where the soldier might be in jeopardy. Under a new directive McCarthy signed in response to the review, instead of automatically declaring soldiers AWOL when they don't show up for duty, they'll be recorded as absent unknown, which will trigger immediate efforts to find them. Their families will also be assigned a liaison officer to help keep them updated on search efforts. And we have looked at the, the missing soldier protocol that they've, they've, uh, the Army has put out, and it's a very good one. It starts on hour one. In any missing person case, the first 24 hours is extremely critical. You can't get started 24 hours into it. You have to start on hour one, so an hour two. So that's where their missing soldier protocol that they're, they're promulgating now, we think, is, is hits the mark. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.